Oh, it's your favorite time of the week. All your work is done, and it's time to relax. So come, grab some friends, and let's get lit and join the rotation. You are now in the rotation with Suncoast Normal. We are your host, your Suncoast Normal Executive Board, and we say it's time to legalize it. Sunday, but it's not. It's Tuesday, and we are right here to jump into the rotation. We are at 1714 East 7th Street in Ybor City, where it all began, and we're getting ready to jump into the rotation. Hit the music. Good song. Yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? I like it. Yeah. Who did that? Who's it's inspirational. Give credit to the artist. That that is like some royalty free reggae music that we found uh like four or five years ago. Oh my we God. actually eight, started this eight. podcast uh eight, eight years, years ago. ago. Wow. Eight years ago. So hey. My line. myself and that gentleman in that that square to the right, uh, uh, Chris Kano, Chris. Uh, started this podcast in my garage about eight years ago. We were on the radio off and on. You were actually interviewed already on this podcast. Yeah. Um. You know, we were we did the at the, the pride, pride parade, parade. In the at the pride yeah. parade. That's yeah. Right. And, and here we are, full circle again. You're still supporting us. Look of at course, you. Of course. And Chris, you know? you're in D.C. today. How's the weather up there, brother? <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, it's uh, overcast today, but um, looking good. I was up here for a union election that I've been working on at the Maryland Institute College of Art, and the, the workers went out today, and they were able to form their own union. So I'm happy about Go that. Go union. Union strong, yeah. my man. Indeed. Brothers and sisters. <laughs> SEIU, right. and it heads out to the 1199 over here. So, yeah, Florida. so I'm sure Gary's dying to give you a proper introduction. We, you know, we we started a little informally, but but Gary's dying to give you a proper introduction, okay. like you deserve it there, sir. Well, good. In that, in that case, I'll take over and do uh, me first. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Gary. I'm the political director here of uh, Sun Coast Normal, and uh, the master of uh, public health. And to the my far right, your left is Carlos Jose Ermida. Hi, everybody. Our Masters of Business Administration, our engineer, and our guy who tells us what not to do when you're trying to park in Ybor City. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> and and to, to my right, uh, from inside the Beltway, where he hits him under the Beltway, Chris Kano, our Executive Director. All right. Uh, by the way, his hair was much shorter when he started this program. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. <laughs> but that, that DC will do that to you, won't it? Chris, what's on your shirt? What's that a picture of? Mr. Rogers. That's what I thought. <laughs> he was always That's such a nice guy. Definitely and, an, an inspiration and a, and a role model, indeed. For sure. Who Didn't Tom Hanks play him in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it just came out. Yeah, he did a great job. Yet. And in the middle of the, we, we are in the middle here of a uh, Charlie Chris sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> as it stands. Wait a minute. This is a it, some Cuban bread and some Charlie Chris, but and... no salami. Put salami into Cuban sandwiches. This is this is the once and future possibly governor. I, I feel like we're with Arby's. We have the meat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're just the bread. Yeah, 
uh, I'm, uh, he, he's the Cuban bread. I'm the challah. And, uh, and, and you're the meat of the situation today, uh, Congressman. And the Congressman. Just over, Charlie. Just Charlie. Just, please. Please. You said that the very first time I met you, I said, I said, Governor. You said, don't call me Governor. I said, what do I call you? You said, Charlie. I said, okay, Governor. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what you did, right? It's funny. People like to say the word Governor. It's a cool word. I don't like saying it lately in Florida. Oh, no, I hear that. Well, that's why we're going to change it. I mean, uh, no, from a bad you. governor to a good governor again. Florida I mean, deserves better. To be yeah. honest with you, I, I'm pretty much an NPA guy because I like to be able to criticize both sides equally because nobody should, should you know, escape my wrath. But it just seems like the GOP has been more of a cult lately. It's like, you know, they implant devices in your head. So you say something wrong, all of a sudden, like on Star Trek, they just turn, up, turn red and get shot with pain and stuff. So they only say the, uh, the party line. Right. And I, I couldn't live that way. Yeah. I, I don't know how the folks in, in D.C. do that. Mm -hmm. In fact, I see people evolve. I've, I mean, uh, we worked with, with Matt Gates to uh, get the, uh, the first bill that actually legalized cannabis here in the state of Florida. And he just seemed like you're a totally different person since he went up to D.C. Have you, did you, have you noticed that? Well, you know, I didn't know him previously. So what I see is what, what you see now. And I got to tell you, though, on a personal level, he's always been a gentleman to me. He really has. And, uh, and I appreciate that. See, that, that, that's the thing. Now, oh, no. you, you don't always hear lately. We hear so much divisiveness. And I wonder... With any kind of bill like cannabis that has to do with it's an issue where yeah. seven, almost eighty percent of the population is in favor of it, how can we move forward if we if we are if we are divisive? And that that's that's one of the issues we deal with. Well, that's campaign is about you know to uh, to to tone down the divisiveness, to bring people together, to be more hopeful and encouraging, and and work across the aisle just to do what's right for the Sunshine State because it's been dark. The these past three and a half years with the same and I need to bring the sunshine back to the sunshine state. And we're going to do exactly that. I mean, Florida is the best place to live in the world. The most beautiful state with the prettiest name, La Florida, the flower. I mean, how can you beat that? It's amazing. It's an amazing place. This is and we got I, a lifter again. I just learned what Florida means. Yeah. I never knew that. Ponce de Leon. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of flowers must have been on that wow. beach where he pulled up. Under my nose the whole time. <clears throat> The flower has been under my nose the whole time. Car Carlos, did you go to public school? <laughs> I did. That's why. Hey, I went to public schools in uh, St. Petersburg. I went to Bay Vista Elementary and Bay Point Junior High. They called them Junior High. I'm sold. That's that's and then Riviera, and then graduated St. Petersburg High School in 1974. Unfortunately, I went to Broward County. Oh, Broward! I'm just, Broward? I'm just kidding. Broward's awesome. Um, it is. Yeah, I, I'm just uh, so we've got uh, uh, basically so so you're 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 running me the last time you ran was on the show last time um, Annette Tadejo and I, hopefully I'm saying her name right. You did. You um, did. Good, and good person. Good and I want to I want to go. I just want to start kind of like jump into this whole thing. I think this is a great way to jump into this. Um, I, I asked her, you know, you got you got Charlie running. You got uh, Nikki running. Right. Two people. You've been a friend to medical marijuana and to 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 legalization for quite some time now. Yes, sir. Um, and, you know, mm -hmm. what makes your policy, you know, different? What makes your policy better? And I want to go ahead and just go ahead and ask you the same thing. Right. You got three, three, three people mm -hmm. running in this primary for the Democrat primary. Right. Um, all of them friends to marijuana. 
why are you more a friend than your opponents? I don't know if I am or not. All I know is that I think we need to legalize it recreationally. Okay. Um, and I think that uh, we need to expunge uh, the records of those who have been unfairly punished, uh, which is uh, predominantly, you know, people of color, black and brown people in our state, and get their records expunged so that that's uh, erased from their past because I believe in forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And the policy up to this point in time in a lot of America has, I think, been wrongheaded. And, you know, there's like 18 states that have already legalized it, the District of Columbia. Uh, and and Florida needs to come into the you know 21st century. I mean, it's 2022, not 1952. You know what, what's interesting, too, because like in Florida politics, we get wrapped up in this Democrat, especially in the medical marijuana movement. We get wrapped up in uh, this is a Democrat issue. This is a Republican issue. And I got to tell you, you mentioned Washington, D.C. We had Eleanor um, Holmes Norton on the show and um, she's a, the congresswoman in that district yeah. and and she was straight up like the biggest opposition to this I've been ready to go in my district right Washington DC is a certain it works this way and the the opposition in my way is Biden right Biden's the one that's you know I've had this bipartisan support for what I've been trying to do right? Biden's the one that stops it in the end, right? So it's really not a partisan thing anymore. And, you know, like, and, and, and you know, and to, to be straight up with you, you know, you and, and Gary's talking about, you know, uh, uh, how you were conservative at one point, you, you, were, you ran as a Republican, you ran as a Democrat. Um, this isn't, this isn't a partisan issue at all. It's not. You're right? absolutely right, Carl. This is, this is a, a common issue. sense thing at this point. No question. Know? No question. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, I could have sworn and like, I'm going to like, like, I, 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 I've been, uh, you know, uh, typically we do things whole, no holds barred, but I, I heard cons conspiracy theories about you running for governor the last time. And the reason why you were running for governor and why it was thought that you could, could win this election, that, that election was because people would show up for, for medical marijuana and you support medical marijuana. <clears throat> and that this was a good time to get the Democrats in power and you would be the ticket for that. Um, you know, unfortunately, it, I mean, that was a sad night, by the way, when none of that happened. Less than one <laughs> point difference. Unbelievable. Yo, it yeah. was that so crazy, yeah. you know, and, and that's that's another thing. I feel like I'm taking over for like I'm like the least political of these two guys. And I feel like I'm taking over the conversation. But that that's another thing, too. I you're mean, speaking from the heart. Yeah, you I, had your Red Bull too. I mean, <laughs> this uh, th this state has always been a purple state. It's always been, you know, uh, it, it's close. You know, you one point, one one percentage point. You know, you 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 felt it, man. One of the few that has been closer uh -huh. is the one where DeSantis got elected over Andrew Gillum. Yeah, that was only by point four of one percent. Uh -huh. That minute, incredible. Wow. Um, there's a lot of people that have run, have moved into the state lately. Um, we've yeah. seen such a great influx of population. You're, you, you represent, uh, St. Petersburg right now. Um, so, so, you know, man, like St. Pete's a destination right now. Oh, it's on fire. It's um, remarkable. These people are new Florida voters. Like how is that going to affect the way politics is handled in the state? The, the new influx, you mean? Yeah. Um, well, we get about a thousand new people every day. You're right, uh -huh. Carlos. And, and uh, so many from New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, 
um, the Northeast, but we get a lot from the Midwest too, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Minnesota, Iowa, Indiana, what have you. And, and I think it just kind of depends where they come from. Mm. Uh, and if they register to vote when they get here, we're getting a lot from Puerto Rico too. Though. Nice. You know, it's incredibly important. You know, Puerto Ricans are Americans, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when, when they come, unlike somebody who comes from, let's say, Mexico or wherever, uh, they don't have to go through the whole citizenship thing because they are citizens. They are Americans already. Mm. And so all they need to do is register to vote and tell you that 1.2 million uh, Puerto Rican Floridians are here in the Sunshine State. And and the big difference they can make in this election could be absolutely extraordinary, really. And my friend Darren Soto, who I Congress, he represents, you know, parts of Orange and Osceola County. Mm. And, um, you know, he's, he's a wonderful man. I was able to visit Puerto Rico about four weeks ago now uh, with him for a weekend, visit with the governor's family and uh, went to a market and we just had the opportunity to see the beauty of the island and more so the beauty of the people. It was great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Monique and I always go to first night uh, when, it, when it comes to New Year's Eve because it's a far more family affair and there's always a lot more room <laughs> around there to be able to watch the fireworks. Not so much as last year, it was all in the fog. Mm -hmm. But in 2019, we couldn't help noticing that like almost half to three quarters of the population there were displaced folks from Puerto Rico who, who had escaped Maria. It's amazing, isn't it? The influx has been huge. It was. And they were so grateful to be there. They, they felt this place, and yet there was a certain a sense of community yeah. in, in St. Petersburg. Yes. That, that, I think that they, they, they found a community there. Yeah, 100%, Gary. Yeah. You can't beat St. Pete. It's amazing. <laughs> you can't beat Florida. I mean, what a jewel. I think the Tampa Bay area, quite honestly, should be the marijuana mecca of the U.S. Why not? I mean, you I know, mean we get this thing passed. And if I could talk about that for just a minute, Carlos, forgive me, but passing, uh, legalizing recreational marijuana, the impact that could have on the Sunshine State would, would be exceptional. I, I agree with you. And I think that, number one, you get to regulate it. Number two, you get to tax it, regulate it, make sure that none of it's dangerous, tax it. The revenue, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. We know that. And uh, the impact of that on our state budget we can use those additional hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in order to pay teachers what they deserve. You know, we're the third largest state in the country and we're 49th in what we pay our school teachers. That's embarrassing. But, and, and help law enforcement officers at the same time because we've got to have good training for law enforcement. We all know that, uh, you know, after George Floyd and so many embarrassing things, but also, also to support law enforcement officers and keep our communities safe. Um, it's just very important. And those additional revenues would help Florida do a whole lot more. And uh, I want Florida to be as great as she uh, deserves to be. Has it been different since the time that you were commissioner of education? Has what been different? Uh, as far as the, the amount of money spent on, on, on education here in Florida? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has. Um, you know, as a percentage, I think it's way down. Like I said, we're 49th today under Governor DeSantis, 49th out of 50 states in what we pay school teachers. That was not the case when I was your governor. Absolutely. And of course, we're or your commissioner of education or your attorney general <laughs> yes. or your state senator oh, or your congressman. There you go. Guy can't hold a job. Jeez. <laughs> it's been a journey, gentlemen.
Well, you know, Congressman, we uh, spoke with one of your colleagues, uh, Representative Nancy Mace, who actually is sponsoring the States Reform Act. And uh, in her bill, some of those tax revenues do go to support um, law enforcement. So, yeah, I, you know, when we're looking for how do we spend, um, you know, the, the revenues from the cannabis, uh, you know, taxes, that that's all well and good. And I know that's a very popular thing for people, uh, you know, across every part of the political spectrum. But yes, one, of the, one of the main things that is still a holdup is if we're going to spend – uh, paying our bills as a government with weed money, then people should not be in jail for trying to pay their bills with weed money. No kidding. You got it right. It, it's common sense. You said it earlier, Carlos, and that's exactly what it is. Speaking of Representative uh, Mace, I co-sponsored legislation with her uh, for the benefit of Britney Spears. We did that together. She's Republican. I'm Democrat. Good bipartisan bill so that people that have the kind of conservatorship or, you know, uh, you know, that that really got messed up. Her dad screwed it all up and she was really trapped. And Britney Spears had the courage to stand up and be heard. And, you know, America and the world should never be able to thank her enough for being that strong and giving us the idea to sponsor legislation to make that the law of the land throughout the, the United States, where if you have a bad conservatorship um, that you can appeal to the court uh, to get that person removed and therefore get your life back, really. Yeah, thank you for that. You know, and there's another Brittany who currently needs to be freed, and that's Brittany Griner, who's being detained in Russia for uh, having a vape pen. I mean, and that is just ludicrous in so many ways. But then yeah. we, we, but you know, she's WNBA, right? Yeah. yeah Which team does she play for? I forget. Do you remember? I don't. Remember. I don't know. <laughs> Might be the Lynx out of Minnesota. They're one of the best. I know that much. Well, you know, I'll say this much is that, you know, Russia detaining her um, is wrong. It, and that's part of the problem that we have is that the war on drugs has been transported to other nations and, and, right. and they've taken it and run with it. And we've seen the escalation, you know, th that it's caused, um, you know, from the late 90s with the passage of Joe Biden's, you know, uh, 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 1994 crime bill, uh, incentivizing the escalation on the war on drugs. And what we've seen is it's not stopped drug use at all. As a matter of fact, we have a national crisis in drug use. And what we're seeing is that cannabis is actually an exit drug for people who are dependent on opioids mm -hmm. and prescription painkillers and our veteran population is one of those main targets that's using it as an exit drug and we actually have some folks commenting here saying you know the va not recognizing me uh, medicinal cannabis and veterans needing the right to grow it at home here in florida are, are some key things that we still need to address in the shortcomings of our policies no question absolutely the truth i'll be straight up with you man mm -hmm. i think probably the issue that uh, the movement in general is most concerned with, and that's whether or not we're going to be able to grow at home. Right? Well, you know, I think we ought to grow at home, be able uh -huh. to grow at home. I mean, if you can, if you can uh, brew your own beer, you ought to be able to grow your own weed. Uh -huh. I mean, it just makes sense. And um, so I think, and I should probably tell you why I feel so passionately about this issue. It goes back to, I, I had three sisters. Mm. Margaret, my older sister, Elizabeth and Kathy, my two younger sisters. We lost Margaret about six years ago. She got a uh, horrible Sorry, brain cancer. It's called geoblastoma. They call it the monster. Yeah. And usually once somebody gets it, it's like uh, Joe Biden's son, Bo, had it. Uh, Senator John McCain uh, also got it. It's, it's way too much out there. So my older sister, Margaret, got it. And within a year and a half or so, she was gone. 
<clears throat> but in her final days, it was, uh, you know, hard to watch her in pain and fear mm. and not be able to, you know, utilize legally uh, cannabis if she wanted to, you know, to, to calm her soul and mm. her spirit. And uh, so that's really uh, tugged at me on this issue. And uh, it matters. So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, uh we we could have seen our current system implemented under you yeah um and i'm sure there's a lot of things that you would have done differently um and we've talked about you know kind of uh you know we've had the whole activist hypocrisy talk already um but what would you do differently what would you how would you how would you have like what what just upsets you the most about this program that's in right now? Like what what would about you, where we are now? Yeah, as it relates to cannabis. Yeah, well, that's why I want to legalize it. Yeah, because <clears throat> people don't have the opportunity like my sister. Uh, that was before medical marijuana even. Yeah, <clears throat> so that that option wasn't available. Legalizing it recreationally mm-hmm. lets the individual citizen have the power. Mm. A word I don't ordinarily use, but. That's the highest office in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was great to be governor. I'm sure for President Biden, it's great to be president. But the highest office in America, a democracy, okay. is citizen. Because uh-huh. it's only citizen on any given election day who can change who is governor, who can change who is president. And so, you know, empowering individuals is very important to me. Individual freedom, individual liberty. Uh, and, you know, this governor talks about how we're the freest state in America. Well, apparently not if you're a woman and want to have the right to choose. Yeah. Apparently not if you're black and want to have the right to vote and put your ballot in a drop box in your own community. You know, apparently not if you're LGBTQ and you don't want your kids to be, you know, ostracized in school. I mean, this guy, it's almost like he goes to bed, Carlos and Gary, every night thinking about what group can I pick on tomorrow? Mm -mm. He's just a mean, nasty guy. He's unhappy. I've never seen him smile. (laughs) And uh, well, have you? I mean, think about it. Yeah, but it's this very evil smile. It's it's it is what it is. And that's why Florida deserves better. That's why I'm running for governor is to like policies that affect cannabis and individual freedom and individual rights like civil rights, like voting rights are actually respected instead of torn down the way Ron DeSantis has torn them down. He's making it harder to vote, harder to live free, harder for women to make decisions about. It's it's he doesn't respect people. Mm. And, and that's not right. I mean, you know, you're supposed to serve with a servant's heart and be a public servant, not a politician. He is a politician only and cares only about his future, not ours. He cares more about the White House than your house. You know, one thing that, that every, anybody hates is that their vote doesn't count. And it seems in Florida, especially when it comes to citizen initiatives, they're making it more and more that, that citizens don't count as far as either even creating ballot initiatives or even the ones that we pass, right. like the ones that would give felons their, their vote back, which you originally did when you were governor and the, your, your um, successor went ahead and took away and we're still trying to get it back. When I was governor, this is a quick story, if you don't mind. Okay. Interesting. It, it relates to I think criminal I'm justice. Of, I've, I've already asked enough <laughs> questions. <laughs> well, <laughs> on this point, restoration of rights, incredibly important issue, especially to minority communities, because the disproportionate uh, appropriation of people in prison is our minority. So this is 2006, the first time I got elected governor, and I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, 
one week from election day. So Tuesday before election day. And a, an Associated Press reporter named Brendan Farrington said, Charlie, I got a question for you. And I'm exhausted. You know, I'm running on fumes. We got a week to go. Probably way too much Red Bull then. <laughs> but at any rate, um, uh, he said, I said, well, yeah, what's your question, Brendan? He said, if you win next week, Charlie, will you commit to fight for automatic restoration of rights of former nonviolent felons? And so I thought about it. I'm a Republican, and I'm thinking, and I just splurted out, yes. You know, I just spoke from the heart. I said, yes, I will do that. I commit to do that. And then I start getting calls from, you know, my then former Republican friends. Charlie, what are you doing? You probably, if this would come to pass, a lot of those people who would get their rights restored are probably just... <laughs> And I said, well, I don't care. You know, if I get elected next week, I'm not going to get elected the governor of the Republicans of Florida. I'm going to get elected the governor of the people of Florida, Thanks. all of them. And, and that's how I look at it. And so when I got elected, got sworn in in January of 07, took the oath. And that spring with the other cabinet members, uh, Charlie Bronson and, well, the, the AG didn't help us, but Alec, Alex Sink did. And my, we had three votes to one. And we brought about automatic restoration of rights of former felons that were nonviolent. And 155,000 people got their rights restored not just to vote, but to get, you know, licenses and permits to do certain work, to, to be truly restored. We restored their soul of 155,000 people. And you're right, Gary, right after I left, the next governor shut it all down uh, to a, a trickle. And same way with DeSantis. I mean, they just don't have forgiveness in their heart, and it's wrong. But the clemency boards still <clears throat> seem to be ridiculous. There are one they hardly even meet. Say, say again, I'm sorry. The clemency boards. Yeah. They, they hardly even meet. And when they do, they don't oh. seem to offer any clemency. I don't think Patronus has even uh, even tried to say yes at any time. They're AWOL. They're AWOL because they don't care about people. They don't care about second chances. <clears throat> and that's just wrong. That, that is absolutely wrong. You know, but for the grace of God, there go I. I mean, I just saw a guy down the street um, who had a, a, a sign in his hand saying he just got out of jail. And, you know, I need help. And so I gave him a little money, talked to him. And uh, his name's Kevin. I won't say his last name. But at any rate, you know, that's what we need in leaders. Look at Joe Biden, the kind of compassion that guy has. I mean, when he first got elected to this, because he's seen so much suffering. He's had so much suffering. When he got elected to the U.S. Senate when he was 29, you know, not long thereafter, his wife gets in an automobile accident. She dies. Their daughter dies in the accident. Oh, man, I the, didn't know that. Oh, yeah. The two boys almost lost their life, but they didn't. And uh, and then later on, his son, Bo, dies of the same cancer, brain cancer my sister Margaret had. So he's, he, he can empathize because he's witnessed it. He's felt it. He understands it. And he knows that people need to be lifted. Like I do. I mean, I saw my sister suffer, you know. And that's the kind of leadership we need to have with empathy caring you know just doesn't care charlie christ cares i really do i swear to god well i do have a plan to try to uh, flip biden in regards to how he feels about cannabis and it may or may not work but we have one lady here in the state of florida who is the oldest living als patient that anybody knows of her name is kathy jordan she lives in manatee county she was actually the hairdresser 
for Joe Biden's first wife while he was still. At, You're kidding. No, when he was when he was first running for. Uh, and what's her name again? Tell us again. Kathy Jordan. Kathy. Yeah, she she yeah. has had ALS. Like my younger sister, Kathy. Yeah, she has had ALS since 1986. Okay. She yep. was supposed to be dead in 1990, <laughs> and she just turned uh, 70 this this last year. Happy birthday, Kathy. And uh, <laughs> I think that if he had a chance to meet her and realize what that it was the one one thing that worked for her was cannabis. Yeah. Stop the actual progress of the disease 89, and she's still alive today to talk about it. If she'll listen, she actually did talk to Jeb Bush at one point in time. Really? When he got in front of the cameras, he denied ever meeting her. Oh, my. When he, he said, Have you ever met anybody who has ever used cannabis as a medicine? He said, No, I've never done, never asked, which was insane because he, he asked her directly. Now, I do have one more question before I bring up yeah, the sure. people because uh-huh. I know she wants to ask a question today, too. Yeah, I, mean, I was doing some due diligence and uh. I noticed, I noticed everybody says how Congress has always do nothing. You, in the last two terms, have filed and, and co-sponsored over a thousand bills. Yeah, I mean over a thousand bills, and some of them actually became laws. Indeed, the, the biggest one was for veterans. Yeah, absolutely. Veterans Court, um, signed by President Trump, believe it or not, yeah. but but he did so I think because he 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 uh, was concerned about the Republican sponsor in the Senate. Uh, getting her to have a good law to talk about. I mean, <clears throat> and I was I was interested in looking at the transplant law. Yeah, Although right. I, I, I thought it had to do with the actual liver <clears throat> transplants, but it has to do more with, with stem cell, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which I, I which is inc- totally remarkable. Believe. The advancing in in modern medicines, it's tremendous. Okay, okay, Mindy. Kathy. Hi. This, this is my bride, by the way. This is, this is the, the, the wing beneath, above and beyond my wings, which she constantly clips from time to time just to keep, you know, cracking me. But uh, she, she wanted to ask you a question in regards to uh, yeah. what DeSantis has been doing with, with this country. Okay. With this state, I should Hi, Charlie. Um, Gary's Hi, holding a picture of my two daughters. Yeah. Um, both were born with the same syndrome that I have. Um, uh, my youngest daughter, um, at the time of this picture, had a tracheostomy. And she was unplugged long enough. Uh, we were at Kings Island in Ohio. Um, she was unplugged long enough to um, let her run around Paramount Kings Island. We had a nurse with us. But in any case, she was on Make-A-Wish Foundation. We never did get that call. But luckily, Gary got a, um, uh, a job here in Florida, so we were able to come here. The one thing that absolutely burns me is this particular governor. And I don't think you... Governor DeSantis, you mean? Yes. Um, One thing that I'm aware of, Disney helps quite a few of these parents on Make-A-Wish Foundation come here and um, have a good time. I didn't know that. Okay. And my daughters um, have, as I made mention, the same syndrome. A lot of these kids hope and pray that they get that phone call and they're able to come here. And... Governor DeSantis has this thing because he didn't get his um, contribution from Disney that he wants these children to die without making their wish come true. I don't understand the cruelty. I don't either. I know that there are mothers here. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I know that there are lots of mothers that are Republican, Latino, Black, Asian. I don't care what their mission is. But when you look into the eyes of these children and their tears start swelling up because they know that they've got a chance to come to Disney and the happiness that they feel Disney's calling. We can go, we can go. And he is denying them and saying, Disney's terrible. Disney's awful. 
even our congressmen, even our federal congressmen and senators, how can you deny these children the opportunity to come here if we wouldn't have had a job, a way of getting here? I, I can't imagine. There were so many times that we told our daughter, you're going to come, you're going to, we're going to be able to go to Disney one of these days. Hold on, baby. Hold on. Hold on. How could you be so cruel? It's it's hard. It's unconscionable, really. It's it's hard to fathom at all. And, uh, well, you know, he got mad at Disney because they exercised their right to free speech about a bill that he was nicknamed, you know, don't say gay. Right. And he got angry and he's a bully and he's trying to punish them. And, you know, it employs more people and provides more happiness to your point, the happiest place on to children and others who get great joy out of being able to go there and spend some time with their family at Disney World. And uh, it blows my mind that he's got this war going on with them. And I'm sure God's not happy about that. There are 67 million people in this country with disabilities. We just listened to a uh, seminar today through the um, uh, CIL, which is Centers for Independent Living with Northwest um, Florida. And I, I didn't even know it was that high. And I didn't our, either. And our daughter is one of those people. We have two daughters uh-huh. with the same syndrome that I have. Right. And the fact is that there are children that are dying every day that never get that phone call. Right. Because they are, are just, I mean, their diseases and so forth take them beforehand. And, and we're not lucky enough to come here. And we know people that have lost their children that never had a chance to come here. We were lucky enough to come here. And I, I, I just don't, I mean, I, I urge mothers that have children with disabilities, keep in mind, please keep in mind that your children, you know somebody, we know you know somebody with children with disabilities. Don't take it on on these children. Right. Don't. They're not Thank being you, groomed. Kathy. They're not being groomed by Disney. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. The youngest one with the trait, that's her graduation picture with her two sisters. Oh, um, that's so beautiful. Going up to two to lovely ladies. Beautiful. God bless you. And they're done with her. Thank you for sharing, Kathy. <laughs> yeah, well, I got a friend, John Morgan. Yeah. Know. You know, great, great lawyer, Morgan and Morgan. And he told me, to your point, if Jesus Christ came back, he'd be a Democrat for the people. <laughs> hey, I've enjoyed being with you guys. I can't thank you enough for the, the time and that you've been doing this as long as you have. What'd you say, eight years now? Yeah. yeah. Chris? I mean, Charlie, the, the reason the reason yeah. we started this chapter, my father was diagnosed with terminal dementia in 2010. And I was arrested Sorry. in 2014 for, for basically getting him the medicine yeah. he needed to survive. And, you know, that was the reason I came to work on your campaign in 2014 was Rick Scott in 2012 line item vetoed my dad's health care program and displaced a thousand uh-huh. other families with all with with all inclusive care for their, you know, who have suffered from memory conditions. And 
knowing that the federal government has had a patent on utilizing cannabis and cannabinoids to treat strokes, to treat Parkinson's, to treat right. dementia, and, and and yet it's still a Schedule One substance. We we need Congress yeah. to address that sooner rather than later. And and I hope that with the midterms, you know, it doesn't get kicked and punted again, you know, because of a shift in, in power or, or or demographics of who controls what. But the, right now in Florida. Ron DeSantis is failing to lead on key issues. Number one, people are still being fired from their jobs or being precluded from jobs for being medical marijuana patients. And you may even heard, you know, um, uh, the lawsuit that some patients are suing the Biden administration over their Second Amendment rights because you should still be able to protect your family and your home and still be a yeah. medical marijuana patient. And, and one of the last things that really irks me is my aunt, uh, Sylvia, passed away um, because, you know, she needed a liver transplant. And, you know, I, I told her, you know, you, you know, I have a buddy who survived liver failure um, who was on the transplant list for many years and he right. utilized medical cannabis and people should not be precluded or kicked off the organ transplant list. And right. we Gary and I have been working to get legislation passed to make that happen. And the House GOP just shouted it down in the middle of the night uh, as we try to hell Mary to get them on as amendments uh, into yeah. into the budget uh, bills. And so, you know, the fact that we can't get hearings in the Florida House or Senate on these bills. The fact that Ron DeSantis is failing to lead his own party in supporting sick people and medical marijuana patients. You know, these are the things that we're raising for you on the campaign trail, because yes, we would like to see these things change as governor. And, we, you know, we'd like to see you uh, implement these things should you win. I, I will. And, and, you know, the good news is we've only got about six months to go. Yeah. So that is November primary, August 23rd, November the 8th. Uh, I'm excited about it. I know we're going to, we only win if we all vote. Mm. We all have to vote. I, I have a very quick question here from, yeah, from one sure. of our listeners here. It says, uh, S, uh, uh, Congressman Chris. Or, no? Just Charlie. Charlie I'll, I'll work on that. Um, JC, just Charlie. If he supports maintaining the current cannabis cartel licensing system, or does he think that small mom and pop businesses should be able to have a cannabis license as well in Florida? No, we, we, need to fix it it's i think it's awful you know i know uh black representation in that group that now is uh legally able to sell uh, medical marijuana that's wrong um and you know we have to fix that and the distribution has to be on an equitable basis that is fair to all and just and uh and i just don't see that it's uh, operating that way right now well can the governor change a republican legislature to make it happen yeah, sure. And I'll, I'll tell you why. That, I get asked that all the time, Gary. How are you going to work with a Republican House and a Republican State Senate? Well, number one, I still have hope. You know, you never know what may happen. And things change. And we're going to see big election results tonight in Georgia, Alabama, and Arkansas. And I hear the turnout is record, mm -hmm. meaning more than uh, it was four years ago for a governor in, in uh, Georgia in 2018. But it's better than that it is exceeding presidential level turnout because Georgia did what Florida did. They tried to suppress the vote, make it hard to use mail-in ballots, make it more difficult mm -hmm. for uh, blacks to vote and drop their drop boxes in minority communities all over uh, the Sunshine State. And I predicted how people, there's a backlash to that. When you tell somebody something they can't do, they're gonna be bound and determined to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's happening in Georgia today from what I heard in the news account yesterday, and it'll happen in Florida too. I mean, people don't like to be told what they can't do. We love freedom.
and we have a governor who apparently hates freedom and tries to tell people what to do in bullying fashion, whether it's a school board, a county commission, or an individual woman and her right to choose. The, Florida deserves better, and it's coming. Help is on the way. The <laughs> very last thing, Charlie. We're not going to keep you anymore. We're not going to make you sit on this uncomfortable stage any longer. That's comfortable right? with you guys. <laughs> um, we're, we just need you to go ahead. Just look right there into the camera. Tell people and our listeners and our viewers how they can support you. Oh, well, let me uh, remove the mask for this. Uh, give no me problem. just I'm, a second. I'm vexed. Yeah, well, I am too. And Carlos is vexed, so that works out. Yeah, I, I, what you can do to help, uh, if you're willing to, just go to charliechris.com. Um, send in a contribution. That's important. Volunteer. That's important. Get a bumper sticker on your car. We got thousands of them for you. Get a, get a yard sign in your yard. And most importantly, talk to your friends. There is nothing more important in an election than one trusted friend talking to another about who vote for and why and if you want tell them to vote for charlie christ if you want evil tell them for ron DeSantis because he's been evil to florida i'm not kidding i'm not kidding i'm going to call a thing a thing you know ask any woman who wants the right to choose ask any black who wants the right to vote i worked with john lewis from georgia i mean this guy was it is a civil rights icon and his most important issue was your right to vote in fact, he would tell me and anybody else who would listen of my colleagues, you know, Charlie, your right to vote is precious. In fact, it's so precious, it's probably sacred. I'll leave on that note. Cool. Let's fight for our right All to right. vote and do the right thing. Help us on the way. Uh, we hope to get Stacey Christ. Abrams and John Fetterman and, uh, and possibly even Beto work on. So we're, we're on our way because if we got you on, I think they'll want to follow. Chris, Florida's hope. There you go. You have hope. Drop the mic, Carlos. Carlos, Carlos, you got to hit the computer to end this, the uh, the stream, brother. Carlos, we're still live, brother. Good nutrition, Carlos. Yeah, for dinner. <laughs> Monique. Monique. <laughs> yeah, we're still on, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, I didn't end the show. Do you never worry about a hot mic, right? I think you should end the show on that note, man. I ain't nothing more to say on that. There's nothing else to say. This is no other than, other than team. You should, uh, you know, uh, we've you've now heard from all three candidates for governor on the rotation uh, for the Democratic primary, and I think it's important uh, that you go back, watch our previous episodes, and make the decision for yourself now as voters. Yeah, let's see that. We'll send you the we'll send you the YouTube link. Hey guys, can we end the stream? Oh, let's do this. Bye. This, this is a very organic show. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This has been the rotation, and you have been a part of it. You can be a bigger part of it by joining Suncoast Normal. Suncoast Normal is an organization that can help you make the change that we all need. Go to the Suncoast Normal website and become a member because that is how you become part of the change. You can find the Rotation Podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes, but you can always join us in the Rotation at suncoastnormal.org. 
At that very website, you can join the cannabis movement by becoming a member of Suncoast Normal, gain access to cannabis events, cannabis info, Normal's legal network, and even a free membership to National, all by joining Suncoast Normal. That website again is suncoastnorml.org. You can also find us on social media at Suncoast Normal. Uh, find us on both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you, Gary, and good night. Good night.